Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. In today's program, we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series on the Office of Administrations. And in discussing the Greek word episkopos, translated bishop or overseer, Pastor Greg went back into the Old Testament to look at the role of the watchman on the city wall, who would look out over the landscape and scope it out for any enemies approaching, and whose task it was to sound the trumpet alarm. When we left off, Pastor Greg was in Ezekiel chapter 33. Verse 6, But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Now, you start to see the symbolism here. He is taken away in his iniquity. What is the greatest enemy coming? It's sin. It's iniquity, right? So one of the things the watchman is warning about is sin. To flee from the iniquity, to flee from sin, otherwise you're going to give the devil a place and you're going to fall by the sword. Now there's many enemies. There's the enemy of the world that's coming against the church. And leaders need to be aware of the things going on in society. There's the schemes of, the, of Satan that are coming against the church. But there's the enemy within ourselves. And certainly the watchman on the wall has to sound the trumpet against the sin that can lead us all away into captivity. And he says here, if he does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned and the sword comes and a person is taken away among them in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. And I think what a, what a testimony that is against so many churches today, modern churches, where those in that position of leadership will not sound the alarm, will not speak about sin even, and it's starting to overflow even into evangelical churches where all we can say are the happy things, the bright things, the rosy things. And thank God there are great promises, and the gospel is good news. Right? And we have to share good news. But they don't want to touch anything else. There's fear. You think of all the great revivals that have happened in this country in the past. It was a preaching that was given to the people that combined the knowledge of the bad news of the human condition with now, here's the good news in Jesus Christ. There were times that people preached that they felt, they could feel the fires of hell around them, and then they were told the good news, and they ran to the good news of Jesus Christ. Modern evangelical churches are starting to adopt in some of these churches the idea we don't want to say anything that sounds negative, that sounds like you're judging, that sounds like you're warning that somehow what a person does can have consequences. That's not what it says here in the scriptures. Neither old nor new. 
blood I will require of the watchman's hands. There are a lot of ministers, priests, those who confess to be Christians who are going to be in a lot of trouble because one of their chief callings is to sound the trumpet to warn the people that they would not be carried away in their sins. In verse 7 he says, So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth. The watchman also listens out for God, for what God is saying. And warn them for me. That's the purpose of the watchman, to warn the people for God Almighty. When I say, in case there's any doubt of what he's talking about here, when I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand, O watchman. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked man to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. You've done what's right. In the NIV it says, you have saved yourself. You've done the proper thing. Therefore you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, thus you say, if our transgressions and our sins lie upon us, and we pine, or literally we waste away in them, how can we then live? And let me read it from the NIV, it's a little clearer. Son of man, say to the house of Israel, this is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? Okay, so they've taken the message now and said, well, if we're so overcome, if you're telling us we're so wicked, how can we survive them? We're just wasting away. We're desolate because of them. Verse 11, say to them, as I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure. Here now is the good news. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way. What would that New Testament phrase be? Turn from his way. Repent, right? And what? Live. Turn from our old way, Turn to Jesus Christ and we live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? And here's the question. God has set before us a path of life. He's paid for it by the blood of his son, Christ Jesus. We have life, we have good news. Why should we die? There's no reason to be taken away. There's no reason for the enemy to overcome us. There's no reason to lose. God has done it all. He goes on to talk about if a wicked man turns, none of his wickedness will be remembered. And if a righteous man turns to wickedness, none of his righteousness will be remembered. He goes on to say that too, if you read down uh, the verses that follow this, verses 12 to 20. But why? Why should you die? Turn from your what? Turn from your evil ways. How are they to know their evil ways? When I speak to the wicked, and I say, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you, O watchman, do not speak to warn that wicked man, because who is the vessel that God uses to speak to the wicked man? How are we cautioned? By those who know better, 
who have been placed on that tower because they're older in the Lord. God has given them the word of God to share. And they have that responsibility to sound the alarm. And if they don't do it, how will the people know? And if they don't know, they'll be carried away for absolutely no reason. There's no reason to fall into the hands of the enemy. What an important part of that call for leadership to sound the trumpet, to sound the alarm, to warn the people, to warn of wickedness and iniquity that the church, the church of the living God, the church of Christ Jesus is not carried away, does not die. I have placed a watchman on your wall, O Jerusalem. You who make mention of the Lord do not keep silent. That is one of the main purposes of ministry, of leadership, of administration of the church. It's a very, very important duty. This is not a condemnation, don't place condemnation. If there's not solid teaching in the church of what is right and what is wrong, what is holy in God's sight and what is unrighteous, how will the people live? What benefit? And a matter of fact, not only is it no benefit to them, but it's like the blind leading the blind, and the result of what they have to them will also go, their blood will be upon the hands of those who minister, who teach, who lead, whether you call them pastors or elders or bishops, whatever you want to call them, they have not been faithful watchmen on the wall. They have not heard the voice of the Lord. They have not scoped out the landscape. They have not looked into their own walls, and they don't warn the people. They don't speak the word of God to the people. And part of God's word will always be warning that the people might receive the fullness of his grace. And the same thing they said back then, well, then we were overwhelmed in our sins. We're just going to devastate. You're putting this all on me, and you're telling me I'm going to perish. I don't want to go to church to hear that. But that's not the answer. That's not the response. The response should be, show me the enemy. Sound the alarm that I might live. And he gives a clear answer. Turn. I have no pleasure. He says, God says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked that the wicked turn from his way and live. So when you talk about this, this role of the overseer, the one that looks over the church, what a picture you get in the Old Testament of this watchman on the wall. God has placed watchmen on the wall, the walls of his church. And that's an extremely important calling. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would raise up good, faithful stewards, watchmen, upon the walls of all your churches, Lord God, that there would be a voice in each church that would speak your word, especially as we go into the last days, Father, and all the trials that will come upon this world, Father, and all the dangers that will overwhelm the people of this world, Father God, that your church might be different that we might be protected even as you protected the land of Goshen when your plagues came upon the Egyptians. Father God, that you would have watchmen, Lord, those who would tell people how to place the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of their houses, Lord God. That you would raise up good, faithful stewards in every church that calls upon your name. Father, that you would, you would humble 
and bring down those who lift themselves up but that refuse to proclaim your word or give your cautions. Father God, that you would separate the wheat from the chaff as we go into these last days. And we give you thanksgiving, Father, that you will purify the bride of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so thankful that we have been able to bring you these Bible study programs on WFIF since 1997. Since COVID, however, we, like many churches, have experienced a tightening of finances. So we would like to bring our church's needs before you this morning. If you have been blessed by our programs over the years, could you prayerfully consider donating $5 each month to keep these important teachings on the station. I know these are economically difficult times for many, but $5 each month from dedicated believers can make all the difference to the ministry of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle and allow us to continue broadcasting these in-depth Bible studies. You can make your donation right on our church website at Shi'ar jashub.org Just use the regular donation option which will bring you to a secure PayPal page. That web address is s-h-e-a-r hyphen j-a-s-h-u-b dot o-r-g Or you could send a check made out to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle and mail it to P.O. Box 518 Branford, Connecticut, 06405. 